there and welcome to Extra Healthy-ish, the big sister podcast to Healthy-ish. This podcast is from Body and Soul and we've designed it to give you that little bit extra in your day for your mind, body and soul. I am Felicity Harley. Now, my guest today, she has worked with, well, a bunch of Olympic gold winning Aussie athletes. She is one of Australia's leading sports dietitians and she wants you to work your workout around your sleep schedule. Now, do you do this or do you do it the other way around? Well, firstly, you've got to work out whether you're a morning person or a night person and then we can work it all in like that. Anyway, I'll let Peter tell you all about it. Peter, welcome to Extra Healthy-ish. Nice to chat to you via Zoom listeners. She joins me from Queensland. Thank you for having me, Felicity. Now, before we start, I want to know, how do you stay extra healthy-ish in your life? Uh, uh, So, I mean, I think I'm lucky as a dietitian. We just create habits that we become the norm for us. But I am a very, very busy uh, woman with two toddlers and I just try and really incorporate exercise into my daily life so for example yesterday I had both of my boys on the bike which none of them can pedal and I was like cool I'm gonna do six sled pushes with them on their bike and then I did some you know weights in between and they copied me so at this stage of my life I really try and keep up the incidental activity and then add in some kind of resistance through play oh I like that what sort of Thing, what other things do you do for resistance so the other training? Thing I do is like, um, so I suppose when I'm playing with the kids outside, I'll, I'll be doing just body weight uh, exercises like my squats and lunges and things like that. Um, and then things like jumping on the trampoline and trying to, to do fast legs or hold some squat positions. And so there's ways that you can really incorporate it throughout the day because I often only get to the gym once, twice if I'm lucky during the week and I know that's not enough. So I always just try and make sure when I'm outside with the kids that I'm also moving my own body in a useful manner. And they love it, don't they? They kind of copy you and what a great role model you're being and then you have a laugh and then it's it's actually quite easy. You've just got to be motivated to do it. You do and you also just, yeah, yeah, I'm, they love it. They, they copy, which is just hilarious. Um, but no, you just have to think of it, I think, and mm. you just have to, I think, I think we sometimes create little barriers like I'm not wearing the right clothes, but who cares? Just just, just sweat and um, enjoy those endorphins. Exactly. It doesn't have to be, okay, I need to go to the gym. If I'm not, if I'm not going to the gym, then I'm not exercising. But just making it part of your lifestyle, as you said, is is it can be easy. You just think exactly, about it. Exactly, but that's where all the apps are focused on, like, 15-minute sessions. But I'm like, you can just do a 15-minute session yourself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. Now let's talk about that other thing which I'm sure is hard for you to come by with two toddlers, and that is sleep. Can you just please remind us, we all know, but we always need the reminder when it comes to hitting our fitness goals, you know, whether you're a gym goer or a yogi or if you're training for a marathon, whatever it is, why is it important to get that sleep in? Okay, so the sleep, and I'm sure we all know it's minimum seven and a half hours if you're doing lots of exercise particularly, but we know that's the magic number even for keeping maintaining a healthy weight in for the longevity of your, basically for your life. And that's because that's when we do all of our recovery overnight. So our muscles recover, you think our brain recovers. So that's why we need those minimum of seven and a half hours sleep consistently. Um, and you think about it, if you're not getting sleep 
it's like a buildup of inflammation. You're adding stress and inflammation and then that's accumulating day in, day out. So you're just not going to get the best out of your body. I mean, you work with professional athletes. Do they, where are they at with sleep? I mean, they obviously know the importance of it, but what are some key areas that they struggle with and then how do they kind of fit it in? So I think professional athletes do sleep and recovery a lot better than recreational athletes because professional athletes are exercising during the day. So it's not eating into their their afternoon, evening routines. So they're quite consistent at getting their eight plus hours. I think people would be surprised at how much they sleep um, because they actually get, you know, a, a lot. The only problem that we have with professional athletes is getting them off their phones. And also professional athletes are a lot more diligent at taking anything that will help them sleep because it is drilled into them. So they're more likely to have their supplements and do everything right at nighttime. Recreational, we're really bored at it because you're getting home from work, you're trying to deal with children, you're trying to exercise, you're trying to eat dinner, and then you're already more high strung than usual. And then you're not winding down appropriately, going to bed later, and then getting up and repeating it. Um, also, not as well educated about any supplements or things that can help them go to bed and sleep, improve their sleep quality. So I actually think the professionals are doing it a lot better than recreational athletes. Thank God. So they should. We pay, we pay the yes. money to, right? But exactly. I do feel like recovery is becoming a thing for the recreational athletes, as you call them. Are you finding that it's slowly changing and, and the everyday athletes, you know, even your friends or whoever you, you know, around are valuing and prioritising recovery or are we still falling short? Uh, I think they're still falling short in the sleep sector. I mean, I think too, it's really hard to prioritize that with work-life balance. And so I do feel like the everyone's getting better at recovery and their nutrition and, and being proactive at doing things like ice baths and going to those special recovery centers, but sleep is still the one thing that we're lacking. Um, so, you know, thinking about what we're eating at nighttime, um, utilizing any supplements if you can. So the Shoujo Drift product that I created has tart cherry juice in it, which is a precursor to natural melatonin to help you sleep better. And it also has magnesium in it. And then that helps you relax and relaxes your muscles overnight. So there are products out there that are uh, more suited to the recreational athlete. I think people are just not nailing that nighttime routine yet, but they're more aware of recovery. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it comes up repeatedly on this podcast with different sorts of experts that I interview that, you know, we all know we should be getting that, those eight hours, but when it actually comes till 10 o'clock, we're still sitting there on our phones. So the importance of incorporating that sleep routine and, you know, actually since hosting this podcast and interviewing all these people, I now have a set sleep routine and my husband makes a joke of it. Are you going to start your sleep routine now? And I'm like, well, yeah, because that's going to help me sleep. I've learned. It makes a big difference, right? Like it really has a huge impact. And it, it's it's creating those habits. Like I think people too, we focus on exercise and fitting that in, but I mean allocating that 40 minutes to get your sleep routine correct probably has more long-term benefits to you. Yeah, I'll, thank you. I'm going to tell him that next time. Turkey with a little bit of tart cherry juice and you'll sleep like a baby. They're both precursors to your natural melatonin production. We'll be back after this short break with more from Peter. 
I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, let's talk a bit about working exercise around our sleep and what our, you know, what ty- what our body clock does at different times in the day. What sort of ex- if you're an early riser, what sort of exercises best suits these people? So your early risers, I think, are the ones that do well with going to the gym, you know, and they're, they're the ones that cope with those high-intensity workouts or gym resistance training better in the morning because they're up and at it and they can get it over with. But what those early risers we need to then remind them not to do is to not to double up. So, you know, if, if they're up in their early birds and they've already done a big session, then they need to make sure that they're then looking after themselves in the afternoon, evening and not overdoing it because they're more likely to be the people that go to the gym six days a week and then they try and get an extra session in three times a week and they actually overtrain and don't recover well enough. Um, so that's the the early risers um, typically that I see, which I have seen a lot over the time. <laughs> yeah. And go to bed earlier. I think that's the key, isn't yeah. it? Don't go to bed at 10. If you're getting up at five, go to bed earlier. Anyway, what about people who sleep in? What what sort of advice have you got for them when it comes to exercise? So people that sleep in, I think, of just need to respect that they that is their sleeping in is contributing to their total hours of sleep that they're getting. So they need to be aware that you know signing up to start gym at five a.m. for a thirty day challenge is probably not going to suit <laughs> their body if they don't <laughs> get more sleep the night before. Um, those people I find typically do better with afternoon exercise Um, and that's where it's really good to reflect on when you have the most energy in the day so if people sleep in they often aren't morning people and don't wake up with lots of energy so reflect that it might be afternoon sessions or they might be better suited to doing the exercise at their lunch break at work Um, but then making sure that are they sleeping in because they're not getting enough sleep or don't have their sleep routine nailed at night time actually i think that's a great point you just made there is just reflecting on how you actually feel when you do the workout. And I know that's hard because we're trying to fit workouts in at different times. And sometimes we might go at, you know, 7.30am and other times we might go at 5pm, but it is a matter of going, okay, at what time of day do I actually feel like get the most out of my exercise, whatever it may be, and trying to work that in? Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and that might mean that you do one less session a week, but they're of a better quality. Because I know personally in the morning I'm like low intensity stuff, but I do better in the afternoons. Like I really like having my fruit and a coffee in the afternoon and then doing my exercise. That's where I feel the best and have most energy, which also kind of makes sense because you kind of eaten all day. Yeah. Um, whereas some people are at night time. So it is really important to reflect on where you have your peak energy for exercise and then also the other point of that is where you have your peak productivity for work and trying to make that work together. What about night owls? What sort of, where should they fit their exercise in? Well, they do well at night time, surprisingly, but as long as they can then wind themselves down after the exercise. So, they're the people that can do the team sports and go to the gym after work because they're, they're going to stay up later. 
um, but they need to be really strict with their post-exercise wind down because as we have all the endorphins and the cortisol energy pumping through our body, it does take longer to wind down after you've had that blood pumping. So having their meal, having warm showers and then having, you know, that's where it's really useful to include something that does contain that melatonin. Um, so it can help them induce that sleep so they aren't up until 1am in the morning. Is there any kind of set time period? Has research found any time period as to when your workout should be and how long it's going to take you to wind down or is it more just a personal thing? I think stuff done around resistance training and surprise, surprise, it's all male athletes. Of course. But um, so... I'm sure there was some research that that did say that that afternoon period because sometimes the quality is better because you have been fueled. But the yeah. best time in relation to the peak testosterone of the males was like at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh my god! It was actually yeah for like <laughs> the funny. resistance training. So and then there's also there is a lot of evidence to support when you're doing multiple sessions, like how to set that up in a day, so you're actually not doing anything counterproductive. Yeah. So there is research in that space, but I think most of it has been done in males and looking at the peak benefits of the resistance, so gym-based training. Okay. So we will wait yeah. another couple of years and hopefully see some with women <laughs> coming through. Well, I th- think with women too, you have to like, especially perimenopause and menopausal women, when you're getting those symptoms of, of, you know, problems with sleeping, like you do actually have to reflect on where your energy does feel the best and do not exercise in the evenings if you know it winds you up and you're having problems with your sleep. Um, so... I think we just have to be better at actually listening to our bodies as females and respecting the phase of life that we are actually in and then looking to experts and looking to products that will help us and try using food and then supplements if you can. Um, So that's one where with the Shoujo Drift product that I did create, one area that it is being used is in those perimenopausal and menopausal women that want to use natural products to help them sleep better. Um, but we just have to start listening to our bodies, Felicity. Oh, I know. I know. Just listening to your feet. It's so hard sometimes, isn't it, when you just want to go for a run or do some exercise and you're like, no, my, my body's telling me just to chill out. And also I think for women, you know, who are still in a menstrual cycle, kind of respecting as to where you're at in that cycle and not going for your full strength hit training in the middle of your period. Yeah. Well, interesting. When you get your period, sometimes you actually train better. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so you actually often train better and have like, as they describe it, like superwoman strength. So I have some athletes that actually their their period week is their best training week. So, but but everyone is different depending on. So with that, depending if you have severe symptoms, your period week, then obviously that might not be the case. So you know, some people if they have severe cramps or um, headaches, then that might not be the case. But once again, it's actually reflecting on you personally, how you feel and and putting the time into figuring out when your body works best for you. What does your sleep workout routine look like? I mean, I know you've got two small kids and you like jumping on the trampoline, but do you, when you're, when when is your hit days or gym days or, you know, your high intensity days, what do you, what do you do? Um, So I played team sports for a lot of years. So I really had to work on the wind down routine from late night um, at touch football. So I'm very diligent in that. And I usually eat dinner beforehand, but come home and then 
try and have a shower and wind down with cups of tea and then I will have a shoujo drift as well and then allow myself some quiet time and I've learned that I've got to actually go to books rather than TV to wind down after those high-intensity sessions. Um, But otherwise, I'm actually someone that's pretty pathetic and in bed at 8.30. Oh, that's not like pathetic. A, that's smart. I, I'm like, I have a tea, I have a shoujo drift, and then I will go read a book for 20 minutes and then go to bed because I'm an early riser with my son. So I've learned that I'm the one that has to be up early. So I would definitely go to bed early. Oh, I'm envious. i got to get in bed earlier. <laughs> Do my sleep routine, start my sleep routine earlier. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm like, I don't ask me what's on Netflix. Like I just don't stay up long enough for that, but I'm happy to get up and um, exercise in the morning. And also my most productive time is like I'm a morning person. Peter, lovely to chat to you today. And thank you for coming on Extra Healthy-ish. No, thank you for having me. So the big takeaway from that is get your sleep. Just get your sleep in, do your sleep routine, and then wherever you work out, around the clock, wherever you fit it in, you'll have a better workout. Anyway, I hope you like the chat with Peter. If you do want more, remember Extra Healthy-ish, this podcast, we publish a new episode for your wonderfully healthy ears, and it's perfect to work out to, by the way, as well, every morning, Monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au, or you can join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in, and if you have a moment, Make sure you rate, review and subscribe to this podcast and you can comment on this particular episode. And until next time you listen, stay extra healthy-ish. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.